Welcome to Based on Books, where we read our way through books that have inspired popular TV and film adaptations to see where it all began. I'm Keenan, And I'm Yvette. This season, we're reading our way through The Vampire Diaries, chapter by chapter. Today, we're covering chapters 7 and 8 of the first book, The Awakening. And I'm going to give you a small trigger warning. There is something we're going to talk about briefly later in the episode that may be triggering to some listeners. And we'll mention it again when we get to that part. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that. Yeah. So chapter seven. (laughs) Chapter seven. We start off with Elena running (laughs) off to the woods, off to the graveyard with Tyler Smallwood, Vicky, and Dick. Some guy named Dick. Dick and Smallwood. (laughs) Two of um, two people that don't matter at all. <laughs> so Elena's friends are very concerned and they decide to leave the dance. Bonnie's having a great time though. Yeah. She she's yeah. just really feeling herself at this dance and she's having the time of her life and her friends yeah. are like, girl, we're Eyes go. closed, hands up, white girl wafting in the middle of the dance floor, just vibing. <laughs> well, cause because <laughs> You know, the end of chapter six was pretty uh, bittersweet. Uh, Elena gets, you know, she gets her soul stomped on by Caroline showing up with Stefanio. Um, and then he proceeds to ignore her as per usual. And so she just goes on this, like, teenage dancing binge with all of these, all these terrible people. Uh, Tyler, Dick, and, and their gang of friends. You know, she loses herself. She That cathartic release of, like, I don't even care about him. I'm just here to have a good time let's dance you know what let's leave i don't even want to be here anymore and this matters and so that's where chapter six ends and chapter seven is like yeah you know they had that argument and bonnie's like you know what i i don't care i want to dance leave me alone i'm gonna be here with my date and we're just gonna get down because it's a homecoming or something (laughs) i don't know what it is but it's it's all fun and games i think it I think it is homecoming. So it's on? just it's just Meredith and Matt who are like, we need to go find Elena. We need to go find her. The well, two yeah. dates that Bonnie and, and Meredith have are just like forgotten about. They're told to stay <laughs> at the dance in case Elena comes back. And they don't even tell them, hey, come with us. They're just like, nah. you guys are going to stay here just in case. And, they're and Bonnie's cool like, ugh, fine. Yeah, I guess fine. we'll have to leave. I was having such a great time. Um, but she's like, look, my friend's important. So Ray mm-hmm. and Ed are just left at the dance. Well, bye, and they Ray got, and yeah, yeah, bye. So long. Honestly, good for them. They get, they, good for them. They don't need to be a part of this. Their, yeah. their lives so, will be just fine. Yeah. So they, you know, they go off and they try to find them. And then it moves back to Elena with Tyler, Dick, and Vicky at the old creepy church. And they've got alcohol. They're having the time of their lives, apparently, except for Elena, who is having a shit time. Uh, immediately immediately on the drive she's like what what am i doing here yeah like the the immediate regret of of i think that you know the things that they said to each other uh uh, the arguments that that ensued the reason for leaving she so immediately wants that release i mean the reaction that she got from stefan and caroline was so opposite what she was expecting what she was hoping for that she just about faces in this terrible direction and yeah it becomes real when they get that cemetery church and tyler like pops the hood of his car and like more beer for us (laughs) yeah and like all the other there was like a whole caravan of like his his friends that were following and everyone disappeared they just Mm -hmm. were like never mind yeah um 
So it's, it's like a really creepy night, too, because Elena mentions that the moon is scary, giant, and red. Yeah, fucking guitar solo blood moon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> blood moon. This is not a good sign, you guys. Yeah, um, Tyler describes the moon in the weirdest way anyone's ever described the moon as being a quote big rotten pumpkin. Um, yeah, so, the moon is talked about a lot this episode. Yeah, there's a lot of moon imagery, which is which is great. I loved it. I love the moon imagery because this episode we saw more than anything pre- previous. We've saw a lot of a lot of um, foreshadowing of a the potential inevitable direction of Tyler's character uh and or you know, someone or someone yeah someone's character but like there's imagery of wolves there's imagery of moons it's going to be it's wild. just real creepy creepy yeah, times in the cemetery it's terrible it's terrible and Tyler's being gross Tyler says some really dumb things to Elena like you know he has like a lighter out and he says the the dumbest shit he says <laughs> want to flick my big the most middle school garbage ever yeah it's and, disgusting and elena like is in the the it's the worst situation to be in yeah where she is so uncomfortable but she's like i i just need to laugh it off yeah and i need yeah. to find a way to get out of here she's quickly. immediately out of her element yeah because every I mean, it's not just tyler everyone's being gross dick is doing gross stuff vicky is dick terrorizing. and vicky are having a great time yeah yeah well they 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 go into this church and uh it's very weird because they're like hanging around Tyler's like great great grandparents' headstones. Like that's mm-hmm. where, of all places, like that's where you took them to go. Yeah, and like, like that section of the cemetery, yeah. Yeah, and Vicky is like she pulls out lipstick and she's like oh, defacing the the busts on these yeah. coffins with lipstick. So so I have notes about that actually mm. because they since they're in that area of the cemetery. Tyler brings up that uh, the, the Smallwood family is buried there and that they were founders uh, along with the Fell family. Uh, yeah, some cool some cool lore. We're seeing some cool founders lore, which I, I really like. I always liked that aspect of the show, of these, mm-hmm. like, seven families setting up this town because there's so much, like, gothic history going on, which is cool. And so seeing yeah. them kind of start to dive into and set the set the framework for that and also i like the i like that it, it creates that kind of resentment in tyler of like his family did great things and he's yeah. j- just kind of this piece of garbage dude <laughs> yeah and and dick mentions that tyler's ancestor like got eaten by wolves Mauled which is another wolves. thing another <laughs> yeah. thing that i was like oh look another like you've got the moon you've got wolf references okay yeah. and tyler does not like that it says that his like He's mentioned as like having f- handsome features and he like is not appreciative. Like his face is like his yeah. handsome features are like, you know, scowling like and stuff. Yeah, there's so some just, there's like, some dark family history. <laughs> yeah, and he's not happy about it. Um so they're in this old church and they have the statues of um the Fell family, Thomas Keeping Fell and Honoria Fell. And uh what a name, by the way. Honoria. Honoria. I know, I circled it. So I would, <laughs> what a name. What a name that no longer exists and should not exist. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but I, I think it's kind of cool. But anyway, so as you said, Vicky thinks it's funny to be like, wow, they look so sad. They need a little bit of color. So she brings out her lipstick and starts drawing on these statues, like you said, defacing the like gravestones of these of these people. And she's having a great time. The guys are drunk and they think it's funny. Yeah. And Elena's super uneasy about it because she says that um, when she was a kid, 
she used to love looking at these statues. Like she thought that there there was something very nice about it. Um, and I have a I pulled a quote from this section. Thomas and Honoria are looking kind of pale," said Vicky, still giggling. "I think what they need is a little color." She produced a lipstick from her purse and began to coat the white marble mouth of the woman's statue with waxy scarlet. Elena felt another sick twinge. As a child, she'd always been awed by the pale lady and the grave man who lay with their eyes closed, hands folded on their breasts. And after her parents had died, she thought of them as lying side by side like this down in the cemetery. But she held the lighter while the other girl put a lipstick mustache and clown nose on Thomas Fell. It's so wildly disrespectful. Like, I don't, you know, I don't hold a lot of reverence. I like cemeteries. I think they're cool places to hang out. I think there's a lot of reverence in, in going to a cemetery, especially in, in, you know, seeing the headstones of your family and things like that. But what a terrible thing to do, especially mm-hmm. to these I guess these founders? They are. They're town yeah, founders. They're the town founders. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. First of all, why are there town founders, like, in a decrepit part of the cemetery? You'd think that they would put these headstones, like, in well, a bit of a nicer area. They are in the old section of the of the cemetery, right, but yeah. they are in the church. So they're technically in more of a place of honor. You're right. But the church is, is kind of disre- in, in disrepair and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just the, the levels of disrespect. And another thing too, um, the cemetery was like just recently a place where a violent assault occurred that man under the bridge in chapter five. Oh yeah. Near the, near the cemetery. Yeah. And so like I, I, I Fells church is a small town, but like it's it's talked about earlier that like kids were were you know told to like don't go out after dark like like go home in pairs like enough kind of town pomp was given to the events of what happened under that bridge you'd think that they'd put like one security guard at the church like one cop <laughs> you know like what else is going on in Fells Church that they can't like Terry can you just like drive I mean can you just drive around the church a little bit like I know it's been two weeks but just yeah, like no no one is peruse. posted on this old yeah. country road <laughs> no yeah no one's posted this old country road Tyler just drunk a drunk teen takes his convertible up here with, with zero repercussions like nothing's going on and they just like walk into this church start drawing on these headstones especially like on the night of of the school I'm assuming that that the church, the church, that the high school is the only school in this town. Yeah. And yeah. you know that it's the night of a dance. You know yeah. the kids are going to get up to some mischief. You know. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where, this is the, is, where is the this law is the enforcement kind of in this town? Community, this is the kind of community that breeds vampires. There's, when there's a lot of lax security, there's a lot of teenagers <laughs> doing a lot of wild stuff all the time. Nobody's really asking where their kids are. Nobody's no, even... checking up on them. Of yeah, course they're going to run into some wild shit. <laughs> and it gets worse because then Tyler and Dick think it might be funny to open up the grave and pull out the the remains of these founders. What a wild thing to do. Just the leap in consciousness <laughs> of just, the, I guess you're so drunk or you're so just like you want to impress this girl. You're like, let's pull out these corpses and... Uh, Make them dance. dance. Make them dance. Let's Pinocchio this party, dude. Like, and who who thinks of that? Like, what's going yeah. on? Who taught these children anything? Yeah. Oh, well, Tyler. This. I mean, there's a lot. Tyler. There's a lot of shit that Tyler gets up to in this chapter that is super not good. But yeah, there's we don't also know a lot a about lot... his family yet. But I yeah, mean, I'm assuming there's... that they're still big in the town. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I would assume so. I would assume he has, he obviously has money. He's driving a convertible and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a decent athlete on the football team and stuff like that. But there's definitely a disposition in this child towards anger and mm-hmm. aggression. I get the sense that he's more like, he's so used to the kind of privilege that he has mm. that he just like disregards. He, he doesn't have, there's like both a weird sense of some sort of pride for the ancestry that he has, but yeah. also no sort of like, reverence for that and like what that means in his life currently yeah he maybe he has the he has the privilege uh, um, mm-hmm. of not having to bear responsibility for his actions yeah and it shows um, because he does some disgusting garbage yeah um, so these two try to open up the tomb and elena's horrified rightfully so uh vicky i think is just like giggling about it because she's just like along for the ride yeah and they can't get the tomb open thankfully they're like oh, okay it's too heavy haha <laughs> whatever the the tomb opens on its own and this is where it starts to get really creepy this part was unclear i had to read this passage a couple times because it's it's very unclear what actually happened um because it's yeah elena like leans against Mm -hmm. the tomb or she feels faint or something as they're doing it she like feels faint or weak and so she catches herself against the side of the tomb and she feels it shift under her weight yeah. She's just creeped out by the scenario and she's appalled by what these other guys tried to do. Yeah. And then she does feel, out of that fear probably of just what's going on in the moment, she f- feels that moving and she feels like she's falling in. Mm-hmm. Or like something is pulling her in. But it doesn't seem like anyone else notices. And she pretty quickly, I think, runs out of the church and is like feels like she was able to get away from whatever that thing was that she felt was pulling her in. And and then Tyler was with her and was like, "What's up? What's what's wrong with you? Are you okay?" And she was like, "I just I, I swear I felt it move. I was falling in." And Vicky's like giggling about it, and they're like, "Whatever, that didn't happen. You're just scared." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he like brings her back in, and Dick and Vicky are like starting to make out. The and, mood has changed. Yeah, and Dick, Dick and Vicky are having their own moment, and she they're, like, enjoying whatever they're doing. And I think Tyler then wants to do the same, but he's, like, well, let, let's, like, she's, like, I want to go home. Because he starts to, like, wrap his arms around her, and she's, yeah. like, we should leave. Um, this is the moment where every single red flag in my entire soul uh, went off all at once. And I was not yeah. having a good time reading the rest of this chapter. Yes. Um, dear listeners. And so this this uh, is where we should. Yeah. Dear listeners, if you don't, we're going to talk about some, some terrible things in the next couple sentences. Trigger warning. If you don't want to hear that, we don't blame you. We didn't want to have to read it. Um, but we have to talk about it because it's important to the story. But, uh, but feel free to skip the next 10 minutes or so. Um, but this is, this is your warning. So they... With that very uncomfortable moment of Tyler wrapping his arms around her, and she's like, all right, take me home. And he kind of says, okay, sure. So they leave the church, and they start walking back he to says, where, like, his family's tomb is. Yeah, he says, okay, sure, but first let me show you more of the cemetery. He flips yeah, it which, on her. Red He's flag, like, red let flag, me, red yeah, flag. Yeah, let me take you to another location first before I take you home. Let me show you. He's like, let me show you my granddad's. Like, we can't stop by the cemetery without paying our respects to good old grandpappy or whatever. He says something like that. Yeah, um, after they almost tried, after they defaced and tried to open up another person's tomb. Yeah, yeah. No. So he, yes, red flag. He's separating her from anyone else seeing anything. 
and disregarding the fact that she said, I want to go home now. Yeah. And so, yes, he separates her. He takes her over to that section where she sees this, like, what sounds like a hideous statue of his ancestor. Um, and he starts trying to make out with her. And yeah, he's groping her. And it gets really handsy and ends up ripping her dress down the middle. And she's obviously freaking out. And so at one point she bites his hand so that he lets her go. Yeah. Because she's been telling him well, to stop. Well, he, he, she stumbles or he stumbles and he falls on top of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he won't get up and he rips her yeah. dress and he has, he, he yeah. is intending to rape her yeah. and she is saying no and to stop. And so she's like, I need to get out of here. So she finds his hand and bites into it. Thank and that makes him immediately mad. And yeah. This is the most freaked out I got reading this because mm-hmm. she says that she has uh, she has the most serenely calm thought that either he's going to hit her right now or she is going to die. Yeah. She, and she, she gets ready for either. She readies one of her stilettos, she says. She's, she, yeah. she's ready to try and fight back, but she, yeah, she straight up thinks that he's going to kill her. And then... So then... In the most... Young adult fiction world, do sex machina thing in the world, our plucky hero, the man, the myth, the legend, (laughs) Stefanio Salvatore, shows up. (laughs) Being He comes out of nowhere. And and you see that she doesn't even recognize what it is. She sees a blur of something. Having been drawn to the cemetery by the unknowable force of protection for Elena. Yeah. And so Stefan just immediately beats the crap out of tyler and thank god he um oh yeah he gets tyler gets thrown against the headstone Mm -hmm. of his grandfather and he's able to get up still well yeah yeah i have some thoughts i have some thoughts on this altercation yeah because stefan um does the very cool james bond thing of also giving tyler garbage man tyler a lesson in in decency while he kicks the shit out of him which oh, yeah. was just a great, it was like great to read. He's like, gentlemen, don't hit women. And then he like punches him in the face. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, I just remembered uh, when they are, when our, our gang, our, our gang of, of saviors, Matt, Meredith, and Bonnie are about to leave the dance, mm-hmm. Bonnie runs in to Stefan. And she she's like, well, excuse me, all indignant. Remember that? Oh, right. Yeah, like right as they're heading out the door. And Stefan, I imagine Stefan just like being a statue, just like not having a good time. Caroline is off doing something. And he's just like using his superpower hearing, to, uh, probably wondering where Elena went. And mm-hmm. so he's like loitering next to her weird friends. And he heard, I imagine he heard the entire thing. Um, uh, and so... And or like read their minds. Yeah, yeah. I also think that he... Uh, ran straight from the high school to the cemetery because he mm-hmm. he mentions that his car is still at the boarding house. He did, yes. Um, so so he yeah. he makes his way straight from the dance. He shows up. He starts beating the crap out of Tyler. And as you said, he also takes a seconds between the beatings to give him <laughs> etiquette lessons. He takes him to church. He's dude. telling him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's telling him. Women say no, it means no. Mm-hmm. You don't disrespect people. Gentlemen don't do these things. You are a trash human being. He's being he's being an overall hero. And yeah. I'm and I'm here for it cuz I with him and all his hero hair. Him and all his hero hair. I have uh 
prior to any of this, I had very little respect and sympathy for the character of Tyler Smallwood. I did not like him for most of the show, Mm -hmm. um, which was not entirely the character's fault. I think he was written very poorly in the beginning, and so it set the tone of his character that he had to... Of the TV show? Yeah, he had to claw his way out Mm -hmm. of the expectations of his character early on. But, um, But upon reading this, upon reading chapter seven, there is virtually nothing that Tyler's character can do or experience at this point going forward that will make me redeem him that'll make me care for him i've lost all sympathy i don't care what he says i don't care what he has to do i am uh fully off of the tyler smallwood train i hate yeah. him and i want him to die so uh <laughs> <laughs> this is two characters that i've said one you've said one all right lj smith work so your magic um all right, LJ, we have we have a tracker here. I want I want that teacher Tanner to die. Yeah. And Keenan desperately wants Tyler Smallwood to die. Make I it guess we'll see what happens. Happen. Um Okay. He almost does, <laughs> straight up. Stefan almost in his in his fury, in his rage, in his uh, in his desire uh-huh. to protect Elena intrinsically, he almost does kill Tyler. And Elena, being um a person of noble heart, uh even in a moment of true horror for her own life stops him and says i think he's had enough and that's when stefan snaps out of it and realizes that he's pro- that that she's probably right and they leave tyler broken and bleeding in the cemetery yeah not not before elena notes that there is something very off about stefan mm. beside the fact that he swooped in like without her being able to see what it was yeah she sees that absolute like fury and this like supernatural sense about how he's handling the situation and mm. she's scared also. Yeah, she she, she mentions she how mentions she's, that she's, she's almost more scared. scared. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly what you were saying. Yeah. He's <laughs> she's almost more scared in those seconds of this like out of out of this world supernatural person she thought she had met. Um, and there being something not completely normal, quote unquote, about him, than the situation she was just in. And this there, girl has gone through so much trauma. Yeah. In there has to be just something, a couple minutes. I mean, can you imagine that? There has to be something truly, remarkably scary about Stefan in that moment. If he presents as a more horrible figure, a more horrible disposition in that moment, than the life and death situation that elena was just in when she turns and sees him and is suddenly more scared of him than she is of of tyler and his actions that's Mm -hmm. truly horrible Um, i i would only imagine that maybe it's because both both are scary in their own way um i maybe it's the no the known aspect of it she knows who tyler is she knows that he's a human being and she knows that there is hope that while he is trying to do this heinous thing she could maybe fight him off and run away, mm-hmm. you know, or, I don't know, incapacitate him in some fashion. Yeah. But then in swoops in her, a, a savior in this moment, but then he appears like, like something out of a horror story, like a monstrous being. So then there's the unknown of, is he here to save me or was I just lucky and he grabbed Tyler first and is he coming to Ooh, kill, kill me yeah. now too? Yeah, there's something very inhuman about... um about Stephanie uh-huh. at this moment. And I, I yeah. wonder if, um, because he, he also talks about, uh, 
this is kind of a segue from that, but I wonder if he, if that inhumanness is him compensating for the weird energy that the graveyard seems to pull out of him. He mentions right. feeling really weak as he's mm-hmm. like climbing up the hill toward Elena. Um, and he mentions like the cem- the cemetery seems like this super dark. It holds this power. There's something either in the cemetery, beneath it, potentially. In the there's church. some yeah, there's some energy that that seems to interrupt Stefan's capital P powers. Mm-hmm. Um and so I, I wonder if if part of his you know rage and part of his loss of control in this moment is overcompensating for that weakness. Um, mm-hmm. And like, like telling himself, I don't want to have to go here, but I need to because I need to save Elena. <laughs> so you said that yes, he he stops when Elena says, you know, I think you need to stop, please, and he snaps out of it and realizes, oh God, I let, I let whatever all this anger, all this emotion, really take over me. Um, I need to get her out of here. So he offers, if she, you know. She needs a ride, or if she needs a, a way to get home, he can do that for her. And he she o- says, "Yeah, sure." He offers her a ride, <laughs> and then after she says yes, he's like, "Oh yeah, my car's back at the boarding house, so we have to walk." And it's like, just say you got to like hold what a on. weird way to it's, what a weird way to do it. I, oh, I don't on. know. It's so presented just... so awkwardly. <laughs> I know, but hold on. You just said this, and I had a thought. Did he just walk to the dance too? Bro, I don't know. Did he pick <laughs> so then up did Caroline? Ca- did he pick up Caroline? Did like Caroline's dad <laughs> drive him to the dance? I Did Caroline pick him up? I don't know. I don't know. Was was because she like he also you're drives, my date now and he drives and then the he nicest like, car in 300 square miles of this town and he didn't drive to to the dance. I mean, he also straight up says that caroline means literally nothing to him i know um which is which is great and it's i mean this is this is neither here nor there but it's a thought i had right now but i'm I'm like how how did he get to the dance i'm I'm wondering did he did he drive did he maybe maybe he didn't run from the from the 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 high school to the graveyard which was which would be a great image, like a Naruto run of Stefan sprinting <laughs> through town all the way to the graveyard. Maybe he did something even more terrible, and he left Caroline at the high school, took his car, drove to his boarding house, <laughs> and then from there, Naruto ran to to <laughs> to uh, uh yeah to the cemetery. Yeah, this okay. just this is just more. This is more of the same questions I had while watching the series. Is that the there, <laughs> there is a very it's unquantifiable how fast vampires can move, and the <laughs> the series does not ever really talk about the speed that they have because they drive everywhere, but they'll also like move across rooms at the blink of an eye. Um, yeah, I like, don't know. I was just it was a thought I had right now that I'm like I'm not sure what happened, but the point is his <laughs> either car. Either way, either way, his car's not there, and they have to walk. <laughs> To the boarding house yeah so you know he says sure i'll walk with you um he mentions that he didn't cross the bridge so they're gonna take a different way around oh really um i thought which that makes he... me think mm-hmm. i thought that they did walk across wickery bridge well i wrote down um he offers so, okay so first he says okay we have to go to the boarding house though because that's where my car is and they'll take you home from there wow. and she's like okay um and then he offers her his blazer mm-hmm and then um, 
he says that he didn't cross the bridge, which I noted because uh, going back to my thought of like, can he cross this bridge? Yeah, we talked about this for some last, unknown reason. Last episode, not possible like, for him. The primordial vampire witchcraft thing of of not being able to cross bodies of water. Yeah, but then you're right. He says, but it'll be safe. And I think he's just comforting her her worry of like there was a person attacked out there recently under yeah. the bridge. But without him saying it, he's like, Oh, but it'll be safe because he's mm-hmm. the danger that was there under the bridge last time. So yeah. if he's fine, if he's with her, he's not gonna attack her suddenly. So she, mm-hmm. he's like, Don't worry, there's nothing nothing's gonna happen. And they do and they do take the bridge. Yeah, so now I'm thinking, I'm still going to hold on to this idea that something cannot cross the bridge for some reason, but it isn't Stefan. It's mm-hmm. whatever is in that church. Yeah, I think or you're right. Or whatever's, like, in the cemetery. I Maybe. think you're right. And if you're not right, we're going to find out probably in the next, like, four chapters. Yeah, anyway. so that's that's my that's my hot take for right now. I'm amending that. Yeah. Um. So they get to the boarding house, which is described as this beautiful, in my mind, it's beautiful. I think of like the big, beautiful boarding house that they had. Yeah, I, I straight up still, show. I picture the mansion that the Salvatore brothers lived in in the show, but instead of their mansion, it's a boarding house, basically. I mean, I, it originally it, was a boarding house. Whatever. Yeah, but it's not a house you that know, they but own. But it's, it's, it's just, the same building. Yeah. And so they go up all these like little stairs. His like room is through like a, a room and then you have to go through like really old school, old houses. There's stairs in a closet that lead up to this giant attic room. Yeah. I think of which like... Which is his. It, it made me comedically think of the uh, the old 90s cartoon, Hey Arnold, where he <laughs> yeah. lives in this like regular boarding house with his uh-huh. grandparents and all of these wild tenants. And he's just like this regular kid who has the most bitchin' room in all of New York with like the skylight and the roof. And he's just like, it's all right. It's my childhood room. I mean, it's nothing special, but it's like this gorgeous. He like the entire like top story of this house. That's exactly. He has the attic. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, Stefan's Stefan's like he has the entire attic. He's got all this freaking Italian furniture, and he's got this stupid large bed, and these floor. He's got a bathroom inside. Coat. A bathroom with no mirror in it. Yeah. He, but he's got it. But he's got a bathroom in his in his room. Yeah. His private room. In his private room. Um, so he basically has the whole third floor, mm-hmm. the whole attic. Um, and so he, he's like, all right, we're, we're here. <laughs> and that's where the chapter ends. New developments, gang. New developments yeah. in the relationship of Stefan and Elena. <sighs> chapter eight. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> chapter eight starts in the same place. And Elena asks if she can use the bathroom and... He's like, yeah, go, you know, get yourself cleaned up because she, she got really, she got beat up, dude. Like she, she scraped got her fucking dress is torn is all, all the way down the center. Like she's like in her slip. Her yeah. hair is, her hair is all messed up too. She's had and so a she's like, terrible you know, he's like, go use the restroom, clean up. Mm-hmm. And she spends a bit of time in there and she comes out and she is mad. Yeah. Yeah. It's described really well. She goes into the bathroom upset and she leaves angry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and she talks about just like not the bathroom doesn't have a mirror, which is weird. And mm-hmm. so she's like figuring out how to repin her dress with bobby pins from her hair, and she's processing yeah. all of this terrible garbage that has happened to her in the last mm-hmm. couple hours. And she yeah, she comes out ready to like fight basically. Yeah. So she comes out and she sees that Stefan has brought out a long velvet cloak for her to cover up with. And I'm like 
Who owns this? Yeah, why? This dude? should be a red flag of this is a vampire. Why well, you have this? <laughs> yeah, what, what are you what are you doing? Why? How many of these do you have? What? Yeah, I know you're Italian, but yeah, why? Why do you have this? Where'd this come from? Whose cloak is this? So... That would have been my first question. So, <laughs> who did this belong to? Yeah. Um. So she she sees that he's left this giant velvet cloak mm. out for her to cover up with, which is very nice of him. Yeah. Um, and she is really mad at Stefan for a couple of things. She blames him, basically, I think, you know, she's got a lot of emotions. So she's like, you know, why are you ignoring me? Why are you doing this? Basically, like, maybe none of this would have gone this way if you hadn't acted a certain way towards yeah. me. Why are you indifferent towards yeah, she, me? Why do you hate me? <laughs> she puts all of her, um, I mean, she's processing. She's processing a lot of, like I said, a lot of terrible garbage. And she, and she immediately lashes out at Stefan because he's the only other person there and, and mm -hmm. because she needs to. And so she she admits to herself, I think, that she um, might have gone a little too hard. But um, Yeah, she's done with the games at this point. But she's I liked just it. like, look, you yeah. need to tell me the truth and we need to just hash this out already. Yeah. Because we, we can't keep doing this, you know, pretending I don't like you, but I do. But you yeah. hate me, maybe? Why do you, why do you hate me? Why, yeah. why, it's not even a question it's not even a question if he hates her she's just why do you hate me yeah and oh. he's like what are you talking about and he admits that the reason that he can't be around her is that she reminds him of someone that he used to know who is now dead <laughs> Ooh, spooky so yeah spooky. i wonder who that could be wow and she's like oh uh okay sure and he's like but you guys are very different people she said so, yeah he's like she's so she was so gentle and fragile and you were so yourself and mm -hmm. all of your and all of your twisty turby goofy emotions all of your humanness it's what makes you you but it's also what makes you so upsetting to me this and there's so many emotions there's, there's all so, these emotions there's so much and then they kiss and then they <laughs> fucking kiss but it's the most awkward thing gang listen up it's written so weirdly. It's Elena whispers, Stefan. And then there's a paragraph of description where Stefan's like looking at the floor. And then he whispers, Elena. And then they just like, they just start smooching. Yeah, they like can't help it anymore. And, and they just start kissing. And then it hard cuts to the gang in <laughs> Matt's beat up truck. <laughs> they they are kissing and, and then it's it's like out of nowhere yeah it felt it felt very quick to me like i my I first thought all of the all of the all of the emotions and stuff so i i and understand why they would kiss mm -hmm. but it, like you said the lead up to it was just kind of like name name uh, smooch and then hard cut like and hard you cut said, yeah you know to now the friends are still looking and they're in matt's truck is it weird that my first reaction to the kiss was what's caroline gonna think because <laughs> it was but I'm, but that's also me as a as a viewer of the show really liking the end point of Stefan's character in the show, and so I was like, oh no, what's Caroline gonna think? Oh wait, that doesn't matter. This is this completely is a different. different. Thing. This is a book. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, but I like just to just to before we move on, I I I want to touch again the um, I liked the subtle demonstration of I think a lot of refreshing energy that Stefan exuded in front of in front of Elena tonight. I mean, obviously rising to her defense in a big way, uh, you know, kicking this shit garbage man 
Tyler to the curb, literally. Um, as well as just like the chivalry, I think she, I think she found it kind of refreshing. I think she's so kind of overcome with the coat and the evening and the the conversation, and then whoa, the smooch. It's so everything is everything is happening in an unexpected way for her. Right now that you were talking about the chivalry, and we go back to when he was beating up Tyler. Mm-hmm. In her anger, Elena brings those things up in her argument for why they should just, like, stop playing games. Mm. Because she throws those words back at him. <gasps> she does. You're right. She says, she says, like, what happened to, like, gentlemen not lying and gentlemen being respectful? Like, you need to yeah. be honest with me. You're we right. need to stop right. She totally this. flips the script on his ass. Yeah. And um, he's just like, Elena. Elena. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kiss and then they and then they max <laughs> so there's no there's not a lot of i mean he starts to tell her some stuff but then they just kiss and then yeah <laughs> yeah but i've forgotten about that until just now when you were talking about chivalry yeah it's it's i both love this moment and hated it because <laughs> you know we we work it up we work it up in our mind's eye as fans of the series and as fans of the characters that like you expect that first moment of intimacy to be like beautiful or lasting in some way and it just could not have been more awkward it's like this juxtaposed with the terrible feeling elena had when as soon as she saw stefan with caroline like those two feelings and that's the same night dude those are only like this is only like four hours after that like she's been through the ringer with this guy and then it's just like in his like wood italian loft like touching his weird italian trinkets on his desk and then they suddenly kiss <laughs> and you're just like what i thought this was supposed to be a romance novel what is what here's the here's the thing i feel like for us as the readers it's mm-hmm. very fast it isn't as romantic as we would have hoped i think mm-hmm. and i'm not sure what i wanted but yeah it was very quick but I feel like for the characters, this is fine because there's a lot of tension, a lot of emotions that have been bubbling up yeah. prior to this and especially in the last like half hour, hour. Yeah, it's that cathartic so release. so I think for them, yeah, I think for them that is a cathartic release. It's and we real. get a little more later when it comes back yeah. to them. It's real because I, you know, I, I also wouldn't have been happy if it were some overly, she comes out of the bathroom and he's got a full two billion roses on the bed and he's just like in a velour coat of his own. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. That would have been so bad. Like, been completely disregarding been, everything com- that yeah. just happened. It would have been crazy. So, yeah. so it happened, you know, it's the most natural, it's the most natural way it could have happened. But in being natural, it also becomes mundane because natural <laughs> can be very mundane, but it's all still yeah. being special in its own way. Oh, um, Wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, hard so, cut. They do a smooch, and then it hard cuts to our plucky band of heroes looking, uh, 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 looking for Elena at the cemetery in Matt's des- specifically described battered truck. Because yeah, oh, no. we get it, LJ. He's poor. Yeah, <laughs> but again, here we go back. We we hard cut is right because we go from everything is suddenly warm wood and like emotions and kissing, and then. We go back to the creepy, creepy road and creepy cemetery, and yeah. it becomes a little bit of a horror book again. We go back to the creepy road, and they're driving, and they see Vicky walking down the road, and she is, like, I think she's, like, disheveled, and she is just freaking out. They immediately know that something is yeah. wrong with her. Up, she's up, wearing, apart from the fact that she's, she's like, we're... walking down this dark road by yeah, herself. She's, like, doesn't have shoes on. She's wearing just her slip. Her dress is 
gone. Her hair is all yeah. crazy. She's de- straight up delirious. She's b- babbling about wild things that have occurred in the last... And she's she's hurt, too. Yeah, she's hurt. She's, she's physically hurt, but she's, like, psychologically hurt. Yeah, she, they immediately are like, oh my god, what's, we need to, we need to go get her. And, um, Meredith gets out of the car to go check on her. And yeah, Vicky is, is like muttering about, you know, we need to get out of here. You need to get away. That's coming. Mm -hmm. And it, oh my god. And, uh, and they're like, what, what's wrong? And she's like, it had these eyes and, and its eyes were burning me. And I couldn't move. I couldn't run away. I couldn't move. Yeah. Like, where the fuck is Dick? Is Dick dead? Who gives a shit about Dick? That's what I thought. I was like, oh my god, did Dick die? Yeah. Because she's like, it just, it came out of nowhere, and it it didn't let me move, and it just looked at me, and it burned, and so she's like, they're like, we need to get her to a hospital right now. And Meredith's the most level-headed teenager in the world, who's immediately like, call the police, get her to safety, like, like, goes down the laundry list, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, because they're torn, right? They're torn between, like... Do we do we keep her with us and we keep looking for Elena, or or do we do we take her somewhere and we give up the search basically? And so they choose the more noble, correct path of taking her to the hospital, or, or first and then coming back. I guess they take her to the hospital. I don't know. It seems like they take they her do. to Elena's house. No, is it the hospital? No, they take her to the hospital um, because she's she's physically hurt. Oh she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She had been bleeding, and yeah. Matt. This is where I noted that I think Matt is starting to piece things together. Because he gets really suspicious where he says, like, he mentions, like, an animal did not attack her. Because they see that she's hurt and they assume, like, is this kind of the same thing that happened to that man under the bridge? And he's like, look, this was not an animal. Doesn't look like animal And they decide then, sure, you know, first things first, we need to get her to a doctor so that she can be, you know, taken care of. And then we need to call the police. And we, we can't. Meredith is so level-headed, like you said. She tells them, look, we tried this, but this is out of our depth now. Someone is yeah. actually hurt. We can't be like the Scooby-Doo gang and run off yeah. as these teenagers to do it all ourselves. Yeah, we, we have, have to, to go talk the to tangible, the adults. Which is saving this person's life, basically. Yeah, we have to take her to where she needs to be, and we need to talk to the adults and bring in law enforcement to take care of this. We, we can't risk going off by ourselves and also trying to find our friend as much as we want to. Yeah. Which is A+. Plus. Great yeah, job. I mean, it's a tough decision for anybody to make, but she, she makes, you know, it's not necessarily correct, it's not incorrect, but she makes, I think, the right decision, the morally right decision. Yeah. Which is in, this, in the yeah. moment, the correct decision of, like, yeah. we, need to, get, we um, need to get people who know what they're doing involved. And then LJ jumps back to our lovebirds. <laughs> yeah, Wild. like nothing happened yeah, back well, to uh, the warm we're just, wood. We're really flipping the coin here on Chapter 8. Um, <laughs> uh, and... There's an immediate, there's an immediate change of character between oh, them. Oh, I, I have suddenly, such a quote for this. They're holding hands. Stefan has like relax, unclenched his butthole for the first time in 500 years. <laughs> They've, they are relaxed. They're like engaging in chit chat. The idea of Stefan Salvatore like chit chatting with you doesn't make any any sense but i guess the the like the century old relief of like sexual intimate repression that he's put over himself has like broken away because he's awkwardly smooched a girl who looks like his <laughs> former lover friend <laughs> okay so i'm gonna give a quote here 
just to hopefully give us a little bit of what oh, I yeah. think is implied in the text, what I think is meant by this, because I, I don't feel like it's merely sexual tension. There is sexual tension, to be sure. I think it's, but, it's yeah, there's an emotional vacancy that, that was there for a long time and now has suddenly been filled. Yeah, so here is the quote that I pulled. Mm-hmm. What she felt was not merely passion, but a bruising tenderness and a love so strong it made her shake inside. It would have been frightening in its intensity, except that while she was with him, she could not be afraid of anything. She had come home. This is where she belonged, and she had fought it, found it at last. With Stefan, she was home. So they're like in this dream sort of world in this moment. They've, it's like they're, I think it's implied that it's like they, they're meant to be together. They mm-hmm. found themselves. And this makes me think of Elena talking and thinking about earlier in the book being like, Something was missing yeah, always. I feel She's lost. looking for something. Drift. Yeah. Go back to that first diary entry, beginning of the book. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this so, is the, the complete turn of phrase for the, for that language. Like, she, yeah. she's come full circle. This is it. She found what she was looking for. She didn't know what it was, but she found it, and she knew immediately when this happened. Um, I'm wondering if there's some sort of magical element to this. Like, they're mm. fated to be together because of, like, the weird strong attachment that we'll is going see. on here. Yeah, you and I both know um, how, how the show how the show paints that fated attraction. Um, yeah, I, I have so a feeling I'm, it'll I'm be, curious to see. I have a feeling it'll be similar based on, just based on how much time L.J. Smith has devoted to describing the similarities between Stefan and, or Elena and Catherine. You know, there's definitely, there seems to be some kind of unquantifiable intrinsic pull between Stefan and Elena. So they're in this like dream state. They decide eventually to leave the boarding house and go, you know, take Elena back home. We don't know how long these two were together. It's been hours. I'm ready to do real math. I'm ready to do real math to figure it out. Um, (laughs) I'm thinking like, when does a high school dance start? Seven? Is it like seven to ten? That's when my high school dances started. Yeah, 7 to 10. Yeah, 7 to 10. 8 to 10, 30. 8, 8 to, to 10, 30. I have a feeling our Girl Friday was at <laughs> that dance for like 45 minutes tops. 8.15-ish, they're at the cemetery, and then the night just progresses from there. But like, it's been like five hours. I, 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 I'm assuming it's like 1 a.m. when they're at, at I... his boarding house. Yeah, I'm not sure because, okay, so so to help us along with this math that we're trying to do, they very calmly, very like, they're so sure of where they're at with each other now. They yeah. get into his car, they're holding hands, and they drive to her house. And when they pull up to her house, they notice that there are police officers there. So Elena, not thinking that it might have anything to do with her for some reason. Yeah, wild. Immediately, yeah, right. Yeah. I think, I think... In the similar sense, I don't mm. think she and and Stefan have noticed how much time has passed either. Yeah, they're they're in love. Um, they're in love. Time yeah. doesn't me- time doesn't matter when you're in love. It's just time you is meaningless. Two. It's you two it just and, and the endless void. Everyone are just ghosts around you, and you're just in each other's yeah. company forever. Look, Keen, you and I have had plenty of scenarios, especially in our early days, where we were just like, "How is it four o'clock in the morning already?" Yeah, who knows? Who even knows, dude? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I so I don't blame them for not knowing how long they were together, but so she's worried that something else may have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What is it? And then she worries. Like, did Tyler show up? And is he painting some sort of like lie about what happened? Yeah. And so he... she worries. 
<laughs> and even and even uh, Stefan even says he's like Tyler wouldn't even be that stupid. To yeah. Do that. <laughs> also, Tyler's not walking anywhere. Like he's Anytime soon. he he got the absolute garbanzo beans kicked out of him mm-hmm. by Stefan. He is taking a good. I imagine he's taking a good long sit in the cemetery, having a terrible time. But yeah, it's it's wild how. <laughs> It's it's wild how in their own kind of comfort with each other, Elena doesn't connect at all any of the events that have happened to her in the evening and that her friends might be at least a little worried that she left with a bunch of terrible people and is now hours later arriving home with Stefan. Yeah, it, it might be both a little bit of both being super newly like in love with Stefan yeah. And it might also be a bit of her brain trying to take care of her, trying to push that, the, all the traumatic stuff that happened yeah. off to the yeah. side so she can deal with it at a better time Yeah, and when it's better for her own health. Yeah. And the two walk into the house holding hands, already yeah. demonstrating very public affection for one another, a, an immediate change in character again. So everyone focuses on them having walked in. Her friends are just in the background, probably really relieved, but like they're going to let her Aunt Judith and uh, her her fiance like show up and be like oh my god good you're here mm-hmm. and the police is in the room too um the and one Elena... cop in fell's church yeah. <laughs> yeah the one cop who who realized that oh god i should have been at the cemetery tonight oh god <laughs> <laughs> so they ah, <laughs> uh, they mention you know where have you been we've been looking for you we've been worried and mm. we were gonna like send out people to look for you because it's been two to three hours well they found vicky Two to three hours ago. Two to three hours ago. This is what I... What is time? This is what I mean, where it's like it... I imagine it's like a 30-minute drive from the high school to the cemetery, and our gang of heroes left maybe half an hour after Elena did. Yes. All we know is that, yes, they spent an exorbitant amount of time together. They didn't notice it. Everyone was freaking out. And so she's like, wait, what do you mean you just, you found Vicky two to three hours ago? What happened? And they're like, we found her all scratched up and mm-hmm. she's saying that something attacked her. And, um, you know, the, the, I think that's what, that's what Aunt Judith and Robert are saying that, you know, she, she was attacked. Something was wrong with her. She claims that something, you know, attacked her. We think it's an animal yeah. and Matt jumps in yeah. and is like very politely but stubbornly it says <laughs> he insists that those scratches on her were not imagined as robert has said yeah that the doctors are like oh she's probably you know in shock and so she's imagined that something attacked her and scratched her yeah matt strikes me as the kind of like, person Mm-mm. who's done like a fair bit of hunting um yeah because i i think that's just kind of the energy of the town and, and he's he's probably probably he, he kind of exudes that energy of like he and his dad or whatever go out hunting occasionally here and there. Like, he knows what an animal attack looks like. Uh, Stefan asks insanely precise questions about mm-hmm. about this. Um, he's, like, he he talks about, uh, um, um, like, what kind of marks? Was it at midnight? Will he's, like, concerned about if she'll live or not? And no one's even mentioned the fact that she's, like, yeah. knocking on death's door. <laughs> she's probably, she's just, like, a little shocked and beat up, but... Yes, Matt, well, they say Matt brings up the, you know, some of those details that, mm, like... Like, her tongue was bitten. he's very suspicious bitten. about it. Like, she yeah. bit her tongue or something else bit her tongue. Very spooky shit. She, 
she was badly, her tongue was badly bitten, which is like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then she said that she couldn't run. So I'm thinking, did whatever, whatever this thing is, did it compel her to not move so that it could hurt her? Yeah. Yeah. Are, um, we, seeing, are and, we seeing a demonstration of more capital P powers? Yeah. And we, we yeah. also hear that Dick is not in fact dead because apparently it did nothing to him. It only attacked Vicky. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like, is this... This seems to only be after the women because I'm assuming this is the same entity that tried to pull Elena into the tomb. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I mean, that's that's such a that was such a nebulous piece of text too. With if she was pulled in or if she tripped and fell, and the whole feeling of weakness that she felt, and then mirrored that in in Stefan's weakness as he was approaching the cemetery. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely yeah. an energy, and Stefan's like out the door. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta. And Matt gotta is again very on, suspicious. I gotta put on my deer catcher and my Sherlock Holmes coat, and I gotta solve this case. Stefan doesn't leave before casting one last look at Elena. He goes into like, you know, he has. I think he has a very good idea of what this mm-hmm. might be because of how how specific his questions are. Yeah. And Matt is very weirded out and suspicious by that too because he's, yeah, like you said, yeah. Stefan jumps to, will she live? And Matt's is yeah. like, what? Matt's like, no one even said that she was dying. Yeah. Wait, and what? Stefan is just like unfazed and he's just like, I gotta mm-hmm. go. And Elena turns and is like, you'll call me, right? And he's like, he tries to, he tries to, you know, be aloof again because maybe he's thinking like, dang, oh, the danger is real. My presence is going to hurt her. Yeah. And then he softens and he's like, yeah. And so she leaves. Yeah. And that's when Aunt Judith turns you know, no, now is finally really taking notice of, like, Stefan is here, and she notices that Elena is wearing this giant cloak, and yeah, that her and... dress is all ripped down the middle, and she alludes to, like, are you fine? Was was that him? And sh- she's like, no, no, this was not him. And in a moment that I love, a move that I absolutely adore, mm-hmm. she turns to everyone in the room, including the cop, and she calls out Tyler for what he that does. That fucking garbage piece of dog shit, Tyler Smallwood. Yeah. Yep. She calls him out in front of a police officer who I hope is competent, who wasn't at the cemetery, <laughs> but he's at least at the house. So, and I, I hope it. to God that there's some consequences are done, and he's not. It's not big founder energy coming in and sweeping this bullshit under the rug. Yeah, I hope that it's fine, but I yeah. like that already. She's not trying to, like, keep it to herself. She's not trying to shove yeah. it under the rug. She turns to everyone and very clearly is like, no, this was Tyler Smallwood. Yeah. And everyone's like, sick, <laughs> rad. And the cha- that's where the chapter ends. <laughs> it's good. It left us on a, a bit of a cliffhanger on, like, what's going to happen next. Yeah. I agree with you. I hope that, you know, law enforcement does something actually about this and that you don't run into some dumb town yeah. founder bureaucratic god i fucking hope bullshit. so i really hope so i i this book was written in 1991 um i hope that i hope that we as uh, i hope the characters can move on from this i hope elena can move on in a healthy way but i but i like the immediate the immediacy of elena and the immediacy of her taking charge over her life and her narrative mm-hmm. and and good on stefan uh it's all right dear listeners it's all right to punch people sometimes when they do when they do terrible garbage things you know yeah. don't lead with violence but always. don't let bad people get away with shit yeah so I look forward to seeing what comes of this and looking forward also to finding out more about what this thing in the church is 
Yeah, hell and yeah. And what Stefan is going to do about it. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on from the really sad, depressing Stefan flashbacks. Uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to get some new characters going on. I I can't I you can feel it on the horizon the the um, inevitable beautiful conversation that Stefanio and Elena Bena are gonna be having when she's like I know what you are, and he's like fucking what am I? <laughs> it's say so, it, say it. What am I? It's there. I can't, it's on the tip of everyone's God, tongue. It's, it's just like I cannot wait to see the word vampire fucking written <laughs> in a in a chapter. I want these candid conversations now. Uh, it's yeah. begun. Now I, they have a connection. There's so much more that's coming forward, so yeah. I can't wait. All right. Well, remember, if you have any questions or comments, you can always email us at breakfastpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Email uh, us your theories. Are you, a, are you a devout watcher of the show? Do you have thoughts? Do you also hate Tyler Smallwood? Tell us about it. Are you also it. reading the books? Are you also reading the us? books? Yeah. Don't spoil the books for us if you've already read them please yeah yeah at me on twitter with your with your i hate tyler smallwood fan art um (laughs) or don't i don't know (laughs) maybe don't do that (laughs) but uh we'll see you next time thank you (laughs) goodbye (laughs) thanks for listening that's like there's a school dance happening so we have to have somebody yeah you where's know, the HOA? Where's the concerned school. parents? Where's the PTSA? Come come on. The, the PTSA. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>